Hey everyone, welcome back to a second episode on our new podcast, Free the Families. I'm Kalsha Ramalingam. Once again, I'm one of the co-presidents of the Dublin High Chapter of the Amnesty International Organization. I'm Shahil Patel, and I'm the second co-president of our Amnesty Chapter. Today's second episode will focus on the actions we can take as a community to put a stop to the humanitarian injustices being perpetrated at the border. Our last episode focused more so on what was really happening at the border and the conditions that migrants were forced to face at the border um, when they're held in these detention camps. But today's episode is going to take a shift from that into, uh, a sh- into a shift where we talk about what we as a community and as students, as adults can do to actually put a stop to the issue. Which brings me to my first point. Uh, uh, the first step we can take in our community is to get in touch with our local and our congressional leaders. Uh, I think a huge issue is that a lot of us um, underestimate the power that we as constituents hold in raising awareness with our congressional leaders, but it's up to us to take proactive action to get in touch. Congressional leaders, or that is um, our two senators from our state and our one congressional representative from our congressional district hold massive power in terms of not only drafting legislation, co-sponsoring legislation, but also uh, voting on legislation that directly impacts the lives of these hundreds of thousands of immigrants across the border. And so the first step that we can take is getting in touch with um, the congressional leaders in terms of emailing them, calling them, and uh, contacting them at local town halls and questioning them in order to be able to Um, voice our opinions so that they know that their constituents have an issue that they would like solved. Yeah, so a good way to um, get informed, like a good way to spread your information, not only to to the people in politics, but also to your people you know in your um, circle, such as your family and also your friends. Um, you You could talk to them in your free time or just in conversation, just bring up why this, um, why it's so important about this border crisis and why it's um, good to um, take action on it. Um, Social media is a great tool to use when informing people about this issue as all your follower base, such as on Twitter and Instagram, also get notified of what is happening at this border. Um, And also a good way, and and another way to do this is um, sign petitions and letters to migrant families. Um, The Amnesty International website and also a lot of other organizations have resources to really, you know, sign petitions and also like send the people working in ICE of why you want stuff to change and what you want the changes to be. Um, if you have a short, t- if you only have 30 seconds, you could sign a petition. Um, there's many petitions on to- like various websites and also organizations. And the, for example, the Amnesty USA website has a petition to free families from ICE detention um, or to release immigrants and asylum seekers in ICE detention or Congress to fund community gun violence prevention in these um, areas. Um, if you have longer periods of time, you could also call people um, such as people working at ICE or, um, and even if you have more time, you could write a letter to the director of ICE or mail a letter to him. You could write a letter in your local school newspaper or also your um, community newspaper. And that really helps your peers and also people in your neighborhood really get informed of this issue.
Um, if you speak Spanish especially, or even if you don't, you could send a message to people in ICE that are detained as asylum seekers. And it really gives them, you know, some joy that people are on their side and like want to help them out in this period of tough time where they are like suffering at these camps. Um, your time is also really valuable. You could volunteer to sponsor a refugee and just give your time to an organization, which is much more valuable than any money you could donate. Um, yeah. I like think us, you could start a club at your um, school, such as what we're doing right now. And that really helps people at your school get involved and also knowledgeable of what is happening. Mm -hmm. I think uh, an important thing to bring up is that um, a lot of people might, you know, think, okay, I don't have much power on an individual level, but um, I think um, we need to come, come from the aspect of, okay, um, we can always contact our leaders, we can always contact organizations, we can always contact those who do have that power as individuals, and so that's an action we can take, which leads me into my fourth point, right, which talks about kind of um, contacting and supporting organizations whether it be local or national, that do take the action that we can't take on an individual level. Um, the problem is uh, on an individual level, oftentimes we lack the funding, we, we lack the time, we lack the dedication. And when uh, we support these organizations that do have the dedication and do allocate their resources towards funding, um, we can actively put a stop. There are multiple organizations, um, Shahil kind of touched upon this, but Amnesty International is a great organization. The Human Rights Watch is a great organization. Um, they bring to light you know, the humanitarian injustices that are perpetrated at the border. But aside from that, there are also organizations like the American Friends Service Committee that provide legal representation to these minorities at the border. And that's also another aspect which, it's, uh, which is important to focus on because a lot of times minorities these minorities at the border don't have access to counseling, don't have access to valuable resources, don't have access to, um, you know, their, their fundamental, um, you know, sanitation services. And so organizations that step in and provide them the services um, are certainly organizations that we should support and donate to um, when we feel like we are powerless. Yeah, and also like a really good stepping stone to really make change is also know what change you want and like what is happening. And that's, Getting informed is one of the best ways to do that. Um, like per last episode, right? We talked about really what is happening and all like the vile like actions that are being done to these people in these detention camps. And you could also look at, you know, credible news sources um, online. There are many free resources to just check out what is happening and really know the details of like migrant stories and whistleblowers that have expressed what is happening. Um, I feel like, especially many people that I know, just know that there's stuff being done that there that it that is bad but they don't really know like the surface they just know the surface level information they don't know really the details of what is happening there and by really getting informed you can know the total details and the laws put in place to really discriminate against these uh, migrants that are just completely racist and bigoted um and that brings us into voting um in four weeks there's an election and this is probably one of the most important elections in our lifetime um by just informing your peers or your parents or your or you yourself if you're eligible you could just it takes really short time to really cast a vote and it's one of the most important things to do in a democracy only i, be, I believe only 50 percent of people um in 2016 really voted um and 50 percent of eligible voters and if we get that number up it really it really brings a metric of what most of america wants 
rather than the few that actually vote. And in a functioning democracy, it is better if more people vote, more people get politically engaged. And especially in this coming election, it is really important to just register. And I believe in many states, you're still eligible to register right now. Yeah, um, I think adding on to Shahil, um, it's important that we vote, but it's also important that we're educated on well, what issues we want to vote on and who we, who you know espouses those um, certain policy solutions to the issues that really come to our concern. Um, there are uh, candidates that you know do believe that along the border, um, the actions that we need to take as uh, you know as a country need to be stepped up. And I think a lot of the times we need to be educated on who we're voting for and who really espouses um, the ideologies that we want um, in stopping the humanitarian abuse happening at the border. Um, so I guess that pretty much uh, wraps up our podcast for today. Um, once again, I really wanna highlight that, you know, if you wanna take away one thing, it's that it's important not only to realize that there are issues along the border, that there are issues um, in terms of the humanitarian abuse at the border, that um, the migrants are being forced to live in deplorable conditions, but it's also important to realize that we have the power as individuals in our community uh, to take action, to put an end to that. And so hopefully this podcast gave you a rundown of you know, the different action steps you can take, getting in contact with congressional leaders, you know, utilizing social media, getting in touch with you know, those in ICE, writing petitions, supporting local organizations and national organizations and voting. Um, and I think um, it's important that we uh, keep that in mind as we're approaching the 2020 election as well. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Stay tuned for our next podcast. We'll have a guest speaker on and uh, we'll hopefully be able to address the issue from a more local standpoint. Thank you.